We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hey, yeah. That's really weird. Hey, unspoken word. 103rd Avenue. Powwow and celebration <laughs> and box social. <laughs> Bake sale. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> I, th- I thought you were taking over. No, that was your that cue. Was, I was waiting that for you. You're you like, did you guys bring your baked goods? Yeah, our baked bake sales right after this episode. We're <laughs> <laughs> selling cookies for twenty five cents. Yeah, cupcakes fifty cents. <laughs> Hugs uh, are seventy five cents. <laughs> lava cakes, all you can eat for a dollar. Hickeys for free. <laughs> oh. And then JC and Randy are gonna have a kissing booth. Have a they'll have come a over booth. so they don't make out. Have, have a hickey booth. <laughs> oh, you're all Jaguar hickeys. <laughs> <laughs> Only aunties and mine. <laughs> oh, no, no collars. No collars. No, no uncles. Call no uncles. <laughs> all the men in JC's line. <laughs> Kala has got to pay double <laughs> for hickeys. Of course. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, right at 9 p.m., they're going to have a two-for-one special on hickeys. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> gonna Bring get a your Randy immunization J- card. <laughs> Randy JC sandwich. Bring your coat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the baloney? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take that red ring off. Mm-hmm. Red ring. <laughs> so if you're if you're a baloney, please come stop by the hickey station. <laughs> if you think you're a prime piece of baloney, <laughs> the thicker the better. <laughs> <laughs> that thick slice stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's Unspoken words 103 We're in the house tonight Did you see that meme? Which one? When it says If I ever won the lottery I won't say anything But there will be signs And there's that big old piece Of like lunch meat Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Between the yeah, two The white breads Yeah <laughs> Yes sir So 103 man 103 weeks in a row In a row Dog, who would have thought, man, 103 oh, man. weeks in a row. In a row. Man, that is crazy. You're going to hit the Lulus or something? You're looking at it. Hey, ha, ha, hey. We uh, need this dude. So next week will be our two-year yeah, that's why anniversary, I, huh? That's why I wanted to work on something. We got a little something that's in the yeah. mix. So it might be in the beginning or the end. Or I was the doing front. math there. The front or the back? Yuck. <laughs> Are we still talking about baloney? Yuck. Might be in front of the baloney or behind it. Hot dogs are baloney. <laughs> Hot dogs just, are round balonies. They're just cylinder balonies. Cylinder balonies. Yeah. 
What are you cylinder baloney? We just established that. We're talking about red weenies. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different kind of meat. Yeah, that's a yuck. That's more sophisticated. The red weenies. <laughs> the Rocky Mountain hot dogs. Yeah, those ones are good. Those ones are good. Yes, sir. Do you take the red off of those? Uh, no. You don't peel you that casing off. Cut them in half and fry them. Like yeah, the ones I'll with the casing. Yeah, yeah, I tear them off. And I yeah. like the Rocky Mountain ones that come in a box. How do you yeah. how do you tear them off? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with my fingernails. <laughs> my fingernails. <laughs> strip them like a teepee pole. <laughs> I use my pressure washer. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Hey. We don't have the video camera set up yet cuz that whole <laughs> bite that nut off <laughs> Just strip it down. Oh, slow These two are going to do tutorials. Once we get our you video do equipment. Here, should I show you? <laughs> <laughs> this is what my auntie showed me. <laughs> How to strip the Rocky Mountain. Oh, the weenies. Baloney. <laughs> Cylinder baloney. Oh, man. Fuzzer. You guys, you guys are loopy. What's your dad? You guys are loop, loopy. Sloopy. It's the weather. It's the weather. Yeah, speaking of weather, it's basketball season has gone, is underway, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Normally, I don't even watch like opening day, opening week for basketball. I've been watching games, though, man. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Was it last night? Banchero. Did you see that donkey ad? Uh-uh, I didn't see it. Ah, For the magic. You got a breakaway. Oh, yeah. They call foul? Yeah, they call blocking. Yeah. That dude was trying to take a charge, and, man, he just rose up. And then when the head collided, like, he went even higher after that. Just like, just ugly dunk. Rancho Parrot, Paola. (laughs) Paola, yeah. It went crazy, huh? Yeah. Mm. I was nuts. I saw the jaw Morant trying to get the buzzer beater, but he charged. Oh, yeah, I know. He, he, He always does that. Like he's gonna dunk and then brings it off to the side and that's yeah. a nifty little move if you can fly like that. I watched the OT. He had to kick it over to Tyus Jones, the other the Dookie, another yeah. Dookie for the three for the game. But that kid, uh, that French kid, and he's kind of bald. Who are they playing? They're playing Memphis. Yeah, right. Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. No, they are yeah. Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Memphis. So who are they playing? Zal- uh, I want to say. I thought it was New York. Yeah, yeah, New, New York. York. Yeah, Brunswick. That, yeah, that kid, that guy, he had the three at the end. What, he he played for it? Dallas last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen, right? The one that got the charging foul? Uh, Brunswick? Yeah, he's the not, one that missed the French, three. Though. Oh, no, that one that missed the three. He's French, isn't he? Yeah, no. no. Yeah, no. I, no, I no, was, no. I was, oh. No, he probably is. I, I, mistake, I was talking about oh, yeah. uh, Jalen Brunswick or whatever. Yeah, job runs nice, though. It is very nice. And then uh, I seen um watching Luca last night putting them putting them dudes on skates. Oh man. He's slick, that man. deadly, man. 
He is slick. Well, he's, nah, he's fun to watch. That's nice footwork. Yeah. Man, that one, he's like, he doesn't, he like, he never accelerates to full speed. He's always going, like, medium speed. But like that, yeah, he puts him on skates. Just with his footworks and his dream shakes. And his, yeah, so his ball fakes. Yeah. They lost, but, man, he's fun to watch, dude. Yeah, my money's on. How old is he? I think he's about 42. He's about 42. <laughs> he's about German 40, age. Yeah. 42. He's been playing in Europe years. for about 30 years. No, but, man, I remember, like. can't be more than 25, 26. Growing yeah. up with a guy that, that played like him, like, that's who he reminds me of. Mm. It's like that deceptively fast. Like, he's not, like, yeah. somebody you would call, like, super fast. He just knows how to place his body. Mm. Ball fakes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> but I'm excited about the T Wolves, bro. You guys, yeah. you guys see them? I watched part of that game. Who are they playing? Last night they were playing a uh, uh, freak. I forgot. But um, Gobert had like 23 and 16. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, uh, he's Bayer. legit. He's I was going to say Cleveland, but it's not Cleveland. I forgot who they played though. Cleveland. Ah, uh, no, I was flipping through the the games and watching games last night. And I can't remember. I knew they were playing, though. Yeah, I was flipping between that and then uh, the baseball. Yeah, yeah. Some Chicago Bulls are one and zero, so I'm happy. Undefeated. Yeah. Who Who do you think is going to win the baseball? <clears throat> uh, at this point, I'm going to have to say Philadelphia Phillies. That's exactly what I was thinking. Just from watching Sports Center and like the highlights of all the games, I was like, I like these they're, Phillies. They're on I'm a like, hot streak. They beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, they beat the Braves. Um, San Diego beat the Dodgers, mm. and that, and it's crazy because they they started this new playoff thing to where the number one seeds get a bye, uh. and they're saying that kind of hurt them because the two top teams went down. Went down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was something similar when I was in high school. It was called the Eastern Conference Curse. The same thing. We got the divisionals. There's only seven teams in our division. And so number one seed always got a bye, and they always lost in the semifinals. Yeah, so always. So yeah, like uh, Dodgers had, curse. A, had 111 wins, and then they lost in I want to say four games mm, wow. to San, Di- San Diego, and they were those guys were like 20 games back. Nah, yeah, I think it's it's just Phillies year, so y'all watch out for the 76ers. Yeah, we're in the Phillies, Phillies gang, baby. Yeah, oh Phillies. yeah, and the undefeated. Uh, what are those one guys called? Um, the Busby Eagles. The Busby. Hey. hey, I was watching that game the other day, and I seen this dude in the stands with a hat that his eagle goes like this. Yeah. I want to get one of those for you. All was right. he luluing? His <laughs> eagle was luluing. Yeah. He, didn't have, he didn't have neck flaps. He had head flaps. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds worse. You guys are the only undefeated team, huh? Yeah. Yep, it was us and the Dolphins there in week four. Dolphins uh, went down quick. Man, it's the Dolphins, though. <laughs> you, knew that, you knew that wasn't going to last long. Yeah, that's. I'll buy that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been paying a lot more attention to football. Like, around about this time, like, I'll watch the first couple games of basketball. Mm-hmm. But I really won't really get into it until after maybe the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, I'll keep an eye on it. and Yeah. But really getting into it because – like to me, the beginning of the season is, I don't know, it's, eh. yeah, hit or miss. Yeah, 
I'm, I don't know, man. It's like I got basketball fever, so I'm kind of debating if I'm going to buy the league pass, NBA league pass. Did you ever look into just that? Just to watch games. That football one? The football one is like 15 bucks a month. Yeah. But I think I'm going to hold off on that till maybe next year. November. Oh, November? Yeah. Because yeah, you can Because they got to buy it this week, so there's no sense in buying it this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who are you going to watch in the league pass? Probably um, trying to keep my eye on. Western Conference, fine. Western Conference, yeah. Watch a lot of those games. Um, kind of interested on Giannis, yeah. The Bucks, see how they're coming out. The East, Marjan Bochamp, yeah. MJP, mm-hmm. Celtics, man. I I don't know, man. It's like Tayshawn Prince, not Tayshawn Prince. Oh, Jason yeah. Tatum, yeah. Jason Tatum. I like Jason Tatum. Got a killer opening night, huh? Yeah, Tatum. They're, they're making fun of their jersey saying they're trying to look like the Supersonics. Yeah. Black <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. That was funny. That was hilarious. Hilarious. Mm. Ha ha. Ha ha. No, it, it's exciting, man, to see uh, NBA come back in full swing. I think right now, like for for me, we're deciding on which games to go to. Uh, we're also going to be going to an NFL game here, too. So nice. that's kind of in a, you know. And the work's got to make it out to Minnesota. <clears throat> Speaking of which, I think my dad is going to go to the Raiders game this weekend. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's in Las Vegas. They got INFR right now. Yeah. Oh, they're having it now, not yeah. in December? INFR is right now, yeah. Oh, yeah. they usually have it in December, isn't it? Uh, no. No? Oh, I'm sure it's right about now. But, um, yeah, one of my – shout out to my niece, Mesa Bell, made it for breakaway roping. Yeah! Oh, hey! And uh, I think um, 17. She's 17. Ah, nice. Uh, right. Congratulations to your niece. Yes. Uh, hey. big, big <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Oh, and anyway, yeah, that's so. But he said, find out who they're playing on uh, this Sunday. And I think it's Houston. Yeah. Wow. So I, I said, if you do go to that game, bring me a jersey. I mean, I'm not like I can't say I'm a big Raiders fan. Yeah, but like I'll take that memorabilia if it came from the stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I think sure. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. That from the team cool. shop. Yeah, I seen some posts on uh, INFR stuff. People, I seen. I don't know. I don't know whose kid it was. I can't remember the name, but he was bulldogging. Bulldogging. I like that. That's cool. Bulldogging. Yeah, if I could travel back in time, I'd be a bulldogger. <laughs> I'd be a bulldogger. Hey, you about that? Yeah. Manhandled and steers. Yeah, my cousin. It's not too late. Do all that. Oh yeah, man. My knees would probably <laughs> snap and break off. That's true. You gotta gotta dig into the ground to stop. Yeah. Once you once you're off, if you don't get them out down to the ground right away, you gotta stand up and dig your heels in and flip them over. Sounds like a yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Saturday night crochet. <laughs> Sounds like my Saturday night back at Desperados. <laughs> no, but that's cool, man. One of my nephews makes it uh rope tie. Yeah, he's he's out there oh, roping. Nice. He's doing pretty good. Cool. He actually um I'm actually proud of him, man, because he went back to college and he's about ready, you know, to graduate. Nice. Um, nice. He actually left high school early because he was roping professionally. Oh, what, real? Yeah, and he went back and got his, you know, high set. Back to college. College? Yeah, about ready to graduate, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah, 
That's bomb B, though. That's something I always, you know, you sit on the sidelines and say, man, I wish I could. I mean, I had the chance. I just never did. Yeah, I was never pulled the trigger. Yeah, because, you know. Oh, yeah, especially like, you guys. I mean, well, yeah, you, your family is the same way, too, because I know, like, our un- your dad and, like, my uncles and all those guys used to hang with each other. And yep. Yeah. Do all that. Yeah, all them, all them Indian cowboys. You guys come, come from, from a big cowboy family, both you guys. Yeah, yeah. come from horsemen. You wouldn't horse know racers. It. You wouldn't. No. You wouldn't know it to see me, but no. Yeah, yeah. Me it's kind of how we were. My grandma, mm-hmm. my grandma's. You know, my mom's side of the family. Yeah, they're all pretty horsemen. Yeah, uh, cattle ranchers and all that. Got a lot of ropers. My brother um, Mesa's dad. Lauren Bell, he he made it to INFR and bull riding a couple of times. Oh, nice, nice. nice. He's getting a, long, a little long in the tooth. They don't have a senior circuit for bull riders. Well, so. mm-hmm. I would I imagine. I raised. hung up my shafts a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up my shafts back in 1997. You guys ever ride rough stock? I did steer riding and all you that. Know, you know mm. who did, though, is uh, my niece, Tasha. Oh, really? Yeah, she got on a bull before. Oh, what? oh yeah. <laughs> I know I there's like was, several of those prior girls out there got on bulls. I can't remember if it was in, so I think it was in Lodgegrass. It was either Lodgegrass or Prior, but yeah, they had. Dang. She jumped on. I mean, that's that's a lot right there. I know my nephew. I think it was last summer. No, no, it was this spring. My nephew uh, never rode a horse in his life, but went out to a rodeo in Mouse City and got on a saddle brunk. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, he, his first horse he ever rode was a Bronx. Yeah, Ooh, he got tossed within like two seconds. <laughs> man. Hey, if you're gonna go out, go out with a bang, man. I don't know. Wow. Everybody yeah. got mad at him. Was like, why don't you ride horses for a few months and then try to oh, d- jump on some saddle Bronx? It's like, like I <laughs> didn't never, even work his way up. Just <laughs> on right to the saddle Bronx. Like you don't even Rage have me. <laughs> <laughs> don't even have a driver's license, but I'm gonna be a race car driver. Or yeah. <laughs> well, like nine hundred ninety down the interstate, no driver's license. <laughs> that's crazy, though, man. I know that's, and he did. He practiced like this summer. That's good. But then he got a job down south, and I don't know if he's gonna pursue it anymore. His uh, rodeo career took a hiatus. Huh? <clears throat> yep. It's good though. I was proud of him. Yeah. Just jumping on, I know. I mean, cool. that's half the battle, right it there. It takes some cojones. Yeah. Yes. Especially, yeah. I think if you ain't, well, I think there's part of it is like if you've never been on a horse, then you've never fallen off. Mm. So there can't be too much fear. No, no. Like if I if I had a dollar for every time I got bucked off a horse, I'd I'd have five dollars. <laughs> I'd buy um, five dollars. <laughs> I remember being young and one of the like it was a retired racehorse. Mm. And that sucker took off on me, Ooh. man, at 4th of July. Ooh. Ooh. Dog Ooh. on pavement, man, up Ooh. toward, like, lots grass. Yeah. Like, we're going to the exit, to the river, to, like, and, well, we come from a horse family, right? Like, yeah. so they, my uncle had these horses, and it was a retired racehorse, and, man, that sucker took off on me, and I'm not even a, you know? Yeah, like a I'm pro? A, yeah, I'm not even a pro. I'm not as advanced as my cousin's. Dude, I remember hanging on for dear life, bro, like upside down till they caught the horse. Bro. <laughs> yeah, Jinko like, I just like, on to? yeah, bro. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I was hanging on, and I'm like, man, like I couldn't, like whatever, uh. man. I just like, oh, like man, and my cousin, man, he passed away, but Indian, man, rest in peace. 
Like he like grabbed the grabbed the grabbed the reins and everything and Dang. Dog luckily stopped me, man. Man, he's able to stop the horse. Fight or flight strength. <laughs> hang on, oh, man, I, dog. I, like to this day, like I still remember that. Like man, riding it was my exit, man, going up towards you know the mm-hmm. interstate. Yeah, yeah, that was tough, bro. Like I was <laughs> 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 probably crazy. screaming, "Hang on, <laughs> yeah, bro." Like, <laughs> Randy Buns, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, like 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, 13. Oh, man. Like, yeah. yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times, though, because those, those, that's what my grandpa used to race, too, was mm-hmm. race horses. And then after that, they turned them into uh, saddle horses. Well, yeah. um, no, roping horses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. their first instinct is just to boom. Yeah. Uh, and then take off. And when they go, they don't want to stop. And yeah. But there's one time I went to, I took him. Took him across. I walked. I had a halter on. wasn't wasn't a bridle. wasn't a headstall. Took yeah. him across the road to get him some water. And I I looked back. I don't want to walk back, so yeah. I kind of rigged up the halter and jumped on. And I'll just walk back. But as soon as I got on, he kind of started trotting. And then once he realized that he didn't have a headstall on, yeah, and he's just a halt man. He took off. And remember those wires, those braces that come off of a pole? Yeah, he went right under there. Boom, of all places, in the middle of a field, there's one Damn. of those. And he went in there, and I got clotheslined. Oh. But the crazy thing was, man, I knocked, I got the wind knocked out of me and everything, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, and cussing at that horse, and he right. turned around and walks back, and yep. he, wait, he waited for me. Yeah, they always do that. He just waited for me. I got up. Come back and, like, sniff you. Yeah. You scared? Yeah. It's so, and my dad was sitting in his trailer. He was across the road, and the way the mirror was he was watching tv but he could still see it the reflection <laughs> he said oh that guy just fell off and he went and he looked out the looked out the door and i was on the other side of the highway <laughs> trying to beat that horse off <laughs> can't breathe freaking horse <laughs> so needless to say i ended up walking back anyway yeah i don't think i've been on a horse since middle school oh man Damn. i remember we had oh my cousin had this palomino and they kept it right in a pasture right by my parents' house. Man, that thing was tame. Like, I could just get on it and, like, hang on to its, like, hair and, like, just kind of steer it that way. Or and we just listen and I was like, yeah, those Palominos are real tame. Use your knees, too. Yeah. Like, yeah that man, I remember like I just to sit on there and, like, lay on it and, like, hold its neck and then just walk around in the field. Yeah. And it just would walk. <laughs> it, that's crazy, though. Yeah. And it was, like, real tame. I mean, I was older. Old saddle horse, so he's probably like had no energy to take off like that. Yeah, but I remember doing that. <clears throat> my dad found out I was doing that because I was doing that for like weeks. I just got there and jump on it and then like just walk <laughs> around. He's like, That horse could take off on you and you could fall and hit your head on a rock and then like cuss me out. I was like, Well, he's chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's <clears throat> funny because uh, like. They never, they never said things like that to me. It's like, <laughs> in fact, how come you're scared of it? You know? <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Oh man! All right, then, and you just jump on. And but I know uh, <laughs> my uncle Ronnie used to have this gray, and man, that horse was buck wild. Man, we wouldn't, we wouldn't touch it. He's yeah. the only one that would ride it. Yeah, and the only one that could really is like a one horse or a one man horse. Dang. And I remember like when we go up to the mountains and like round up cattle. Yeah. On the small side. Yeah. And then uh, he would saddle with that horse. He wouldn't put the headstall on or bridle or anything. And then he would just go, get out of here. And then that horse would run in a big old circle and buck around and try to kick that saddle. Mm-hmm. And then just 
just as calmly as can be, would come right back and let him finish wow. on his tag, and then they would go every Dang. time. And, that, and he he could take off. I mean, we were out in the middle of the field, and yeah. he could just. But he would do this great big old circle, and we'd all sit there and watch that gray horse, you know, buck and kick and snort and do all kinds of stuff. And then when he got it out of his system, he'd just walk right back to my uncle. Dang. So they had a good relationship. Yeah. But the rest of us, I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't <laughs> no. they told us one time, oh, you got to take them horses over to blah, blah, blah. No. And you got the one that's over there is the gray, and you got to ride that one. And <laughs> me and my brother Neil were like, you ride him. And I, no, you ride him. Yeah. We wouldn't do it, bro. We were young, though. Yeah. I mean, but still, I was like, <laughs> like screw that. Yeah, I'll, we'll, 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 I'll chase him on foot. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's funny. You guys ready for a game? Let's yes, do this. So, an oldie but goodie we played a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, it's like your guys' kryptonite. What <laughs> <laughs> you said, once you mentioned it earlier, I was like, "Oh man, I'm terrible at this one." But this one's real. This is a gimme in my book. Okay, it should be a gimme in your book. What's too, the so. name of the game? What song is it then? What song is it then? Oh, what song? Oh, baby, tell me, is it then? What song? Just tell me. Ooh, just tell me then. Yeah, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Not even going to tease. <laughs> go right for it. Go right for it. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> it's Friday night, and I feel all right. The party's here on the west side. So I reach for my 40, and I turn it up. Designated driver. Coolio. Takes the keys to my truck. Oh, Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't know that one? No. Take the keys to my truck. Yeah. Go again. That's one of the ones I give you. So like saying the or did the chorus part of it, I'd probably get it. Uh, but like, yeah, that's weird. it. This is how you do it. Huh. Hit the shore because I'm all faded. Honey's, honey's in the streets say money. Yo, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see, gimme. <clears throat> All right, this one might be a little bit more tougher. I'm thinking JC's probably going to get this one easier than because of the genre of the song. Okay. <laughs> I heard you crying loud. All the way across town, you've been searching for that someone, and it's me out on the prowl. As you sit around feeling sorry for yourself. Sounds like a reggae song. Mm. Sounds like a country song. Mm. No? Both wrong on the genre. It's a rock. Rock song. Yeah. Okay. In the rock genre. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Pink Floyd. Well, don't get lonely now and dry your whining eyes. I'm just roaming for the moment. Sleaze in my backyard. Don't get so uptight. You've been thinking about ditching me. Jeez. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> this this group is known for being depressing. Nirvana. Uh, uh, but close. Very close. Um. Uh. Oh, what was the other? Oh, uh, head further south. Further south. Oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Eh, same state. Uh, no doubt. Eh, no, I think it's the same. State. No doubt. I might be way wrong. 
Sorry. Um, anyway, though, yeah, you're very close. Um, you're hot, man. You're hot. You're hot, hot like sriracha. Oh, California. It's got to be California somewhere. Um, to a hotel. I think California. I might be very wrong on that area. I just, it's I'm, not Metallica. Nope, not Metallica. I heard it all before. So I don't knock it. down my door. I'm a loser and a user, so I don't need no accuser. Oh, uh, oh man. I know this song. Yeah. I, I, oh, she's Nitto Bands, <laughs> Nip Sack. Any idea? I lost me. I lost me. No, because he was saying Oasis. No, but same time area, all these, right? Right? Uh, Eric Clapton. No, um, it's, it's got to be like. Who shot uh, the sheriff? Oh, um, those it's Gallagher's. Uh, what the hell is that? They're, they're Bruce Springsteen. Bruce <laughs> Springsteen. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, it's right there. It's on the tip of your tongue. I know. I can, I can see man, it. Man, it's right there. I see it for well, me. I heard it all before. Yuck, I can see it. So don't go knocking down my door. I'm a loser and a user, so don't need no accuser. Don't need no accuser. <laughs> Queen. Concentrate. <laughs> um, not, not, oh, man. It's, um. Okay. All right. Should I say it? Yeah, you got to have to. Green Day. Green Day. What song was that? Incubator? When I Come Around. Oh, When I, when when I, I come, come Around. around. Yeah. Dude, I knew that was like a 90s freaking like rock type Oh, yeah, deal. these are all 90s. All Thank, 90s. Thanks for that, because now, now I'm... I think that's my buddy Troy. We're out there? Yeah. I feel very Who's insecure Troy? about myself. Uh, was he coming up? I don't know. Not, no. Oh. <laughs> Is he your imaginary friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next song. I want a girl with extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pair, a fetty bag, and a bad attitude. That's all I need to get me in a good mood. She can walk with a switch and talk with street slang. I love it when a woman ain't scared to do her thing. That's <laughs> hip-hop. Is that a hip-hop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can you give us the melody? Mm-hmm. I'm going into that Green Day thing. <laughs> I, know. I went into the Green Day. Okay. Dog, you make it hard. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, not like that. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> no homo. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, that's jacked up, but. She likes to dance to the rap jam. She's sweet as brown sugar with the candied yams. Honey-coated complex using came. Let's hear it for the girl. Somebody's yelling at, at us right now. Uh, they're like, it's this. It's this one. How come you guys don't know it? <laughs> what is you used it? to sing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you and me? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, man. I don't know. Because that could be a lot of things. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Man, I'm trying to. Was it that Domino I song? I need an around the way girl. Around the way girl. And it's not even ringing. We're not even ringing anymore. Around the way girl. LL Cool J. Oh, really? Oh, man. Early 80s? Late 80s? Uh, early 90s, huh? Early 90s? I never got that. I don't even remember that song. Ladies love Cool J. You guys were never down with LL Cool J? Man, I had I listened to his, like, like I like his late 80s. Love songs. No, like, late 80s type. I need Mama love. said, knock you out. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, that was like my stuff like joke. that. I need love. Because I think the first tape that ever got me into hip-hop was a Big Daddy Kane tape. And uh, I remember yeah, I found yeah, yeah. it on, like, the playgrounds, mm-hmm. and I went and started listening to it. Yeah. Like, it was a record, recorded one. Remember those old Memorexes? Like a, like yeah. a mixtape. Yeah, and it was Big Daddy Kane. It was the whole thing. Like, And I'm like, yeah. Live um, or One of my Memorex. most favorite songs from, like, when I was a kid was that Enough Respect to on Juice. Yeah. With the Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. I just, like, thought his flow was just, like, amazing. Yeah. He's just like. He was like Bone Thugs and Harmony before Bone. <laughs> he was like Busy Bone before Busy Bone. That's crazy, man. We've been through like a lot. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even the even Memorex tapes. <clears throat> yeah, like. And for those of you that don't know, a Memorex tape is an actual cassette, a physical thing you could hold in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you would actually need a tape player to play it. Oh, the good old days. Yes. Back when phones recorded, stuck to the wall. Man, All you right. guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys remember waiting for, like, the radio station to play a song that you liked so you could... Hit record? Yeah. yeah. Are you calling the radio station, requesting it, then sitting there waiting? My brother used to make all kinds of mixtapes, bro. <laughs> like, waiting on... Like, you always just carry boombox. Yeah. You would record all random stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Have a nice recorded uh, Memorex. Cruising. <laughs> did you ever see Did they sell those I haven't seen them lately I think you can buy them On like Amazon Or something but like, a, like a cassette tape yeah. yeah You know what was funny When we went to dad camp Yeah uh, One of our roommates Had like a little Polaroid Oh yeah Like yeah. a miniature Polaroid Yeah yeah We have one of those Yeah I was like, But wow. those Those are kind of like a Like a thing Kind of like yeah. a retro thing Yeah Yeah these kids like them Because they're Retro yeah, I remember you used to have to buy those. Uh, remember when the disposable ones came out? Yeah, yeah. yeah Everybody had cool. those. Yeah. Then yeah. you have to take them to Walmart and leave it there for like a week. Yeah, uh, to get developed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then go search through, try to find yours. All right, let's do one more, and then we'll get into our speak on it for this month. <clears throat> you say you were wrong to ever leave me alone. You're sorry, you're lonesome and scared, and you say you'd be happy if you could just come back home. Dolly Parton. Eh. Mm. Ricky Van Shelton. Eh. Patsy Klein, R.I.P. Eh. You guys are in the right genre. Loretta Lynn, R.I.P. Oh, that's what I'm trying to say. Eh. <laughs> Maybe one of your sordid affairs, but don't you come round. Garth Brooks. Here, hanging me none of your lies. Oh, yeah. Don't hang none of your lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. Nope. When you're perfect in every mm. way. Hank Williams. 
You uh, say you were wrong to ever leave me alone. Now oh, you're sorry. Tim McGraw. You're lonesome and scared. That's pretty good. Dun, dun, dun. And you say you'd be happy boom, if you boom. could just come back home. Boom, boom. Well, here's a quarter. Call someone, someone who cares. Call someone who listens and might give a damn. Who sings it then? Doesn't <laughs> even say it on here. <laughs> I don't know. What song is that? Here's a quarter. What song is that then? What song is it then? Here's a quarter by who? Travis Tritt. Okay. He was just I here this it. spring and I missed him. Really? Ah. Huh. Now, he was here last summer. You can still see Lyle Love It. Yeah. Pass. I'd rather see Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. <laughs> Put on my Travis old dog. shit kickers and go to Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I believe we are warmed up and we're going to get into our speak on it with a double dose in a 103 a double for dose. you and me with number 83 and the ace hoeing one. So, DJ, why don't you hit me with that beat? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. Speak on it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. It is Mo Hugs, not drugs, and I'm going first on the speak on it. So here we go. Turn them headphones up. Let's do this. Let's do this in a good way. Yuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you how I got these scars? <laughs> I was working with this straight chief. Um, <laughs> uh, so my thing, like, since we were talking about these kind of auditory and visual hallucinations that we're having, our supposed hallucinations, I looked into, like, some hallucinations that happen or if there's anything, any kind of article on having hallucinations, either auditory or visual, uh, around al- alcohol withdrawal or alcohol use. Yeah. And so there's these four. <laughs> All right. Blah, blah, blah. There's five of them. So types of hallucinations. It says auditory hallucinations, false perception of sounds, uh, second person, third person, Gastorio hallucination, false perception of taste. Olfactory hallucinations, false perception of smell. Visual hallucination, false visual perceptions with eyes open in a lighted environment. Tactile hallucinations, false sensations of touch. And these are all like related to alcohol overuse and or withdrawal. And the reason why I looked it up was just like, okay, outside of Native American culture, outside of Native American just kind of thinking and thought processes, is like we would say, okay, you're overdoing it with this substance, so you're opening yourself up to like the spiritual realm and things are attaching you 
the enemy's bothering you because you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Now, <clears throat> mainstream behavior, health, science, they want to explain everything away. It feels like that's how it comes across to me. Yeah. Like they want to downplay. I don't know if that's how it started out, but that's the, my perception on scientific explanations, behavioral health explanations. Like they disregard the spiritual until it happens to them. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that's what I get, you know, from this is like, okay, well, if you use too much alcohol, you're going to hallucinate in these five areas. But it's all due to alcohol. Um, but I think with these definitions, like I said, they're disregarding spirituality, the spiritual side of it. Like, I think just like when people go fast, like our ancestors went fast. They would deprive themselves and kind of wear themselves down, even some of them cutting off limbs, fingers, not limbs, but like fingers and like cutting themselves, depleting them to try to get a helper or open their eyes to that spiritual realm. Because uh, I know there is a spiritual realm. So same kind of concept we've used for so long that we open our, ourselves up to that realm and we see things. We hear things. Um, and so I don't know if that like behavior, health, or scientific explanations is really trying to disregard the spirituality, but that's how it feels to me. And I just wanted to get your guys' feedback on that. All at, not all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, let me ask you this then. So, well, how does that, <laughs> it's going to sound kind of hokey, but well, how does that make you feel, though? Like, if you if you, if you you can go based on your spiritual experience and then read, like, such a clinical diagnosis for it, you feel like you're not being validated in one area. Like, what does that, how does that affect you? Do you, do you, do you feel like you want to resist the scientific part? Or do you feel like, oh man, maybe, and I, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, so as always, as always, no, so um, no, it's good though. But, but but like, so then, do you have like start creating these doubts in your mind, like, okay, maybe it is just a science thing, or maybe it is a chemical thing, or maybe you know, how, like, um, how, where where does that put you? Yeah, no, I think I think that it's the scientific definition or like the clinical the behavior house side the explanation on that end um like they're missing a piece okay is how i feel i guess is what i was really trying to convey is like okay they got the physical the mental emotional side of it but there's like a spiritual side mm -hmm. like the unseen world <clears throat> it's yeah our bodies are depleted but these hallucinations as they're calling it are not just a hallucination. These things are, they exist, you know? Yeah. So they're denying that they exist by just saying, oh, well, yeah, if you drink a half a gallon of vodka every day for a, for a summer, yeah, you're going to hallucinate and hear shit. Yeah. And then that's it. That's all it was. Not that I opened myself up to 
the enemy and these spirits that aren't here to help. Okay, so yeah, that's, I mean, because like I always, you know, as as Native people, I think we're spiritual first. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just the way, I mean, it's just the way we've always been. And for me, the one thing I kind of, you know, I I probably said this before, but um, just kind of exploring a lot of different things, I think it's just, they use a lot of this, I mean, they explain it the same way, just using different language. Mm -hmm. And... And for me, if when when people dis- disregard that spiritual side of it, then I have to pause and say, okay, well, you can't just something's because I'm spiritual first. I I, I always say you can't just explain that away because of um like like a clinical diagnosis or however you want to put it. Yeah, because of my experience, right? Like I was I was I went through that, mm-hmm. and, and to kind of. I guess not acknowledge the fact that even if you don't believe in a spiritual side, like if somebody doesn't believe in a spiritual side mm-hmm. to disavow somebody else's experience in that sense is, I think it's detrimental to that person, right? Like you're not, I'm not valid. Like if I said, Oh, well it's, it's because you, the alcohol goes into your brain and it changes your neurotransmitter, you know, whatever, however you want to yeah. get all sciencey about it. Whereas, you know, you know, if you keep drinking like that, those things are going to come after you. Yeah. And then if you disregard the second part, if I disregarded the second part, then I'm not validating what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like that, that you can't be doing that because, <clears throat> especially with Native people, because a lot of our beliefs are really ingrained. Um, uh-huh. And I think, I think it's important to have you know, both sides of the coin, but from what I'm hearing from you is that to disregard that whole spiritual side is it's, it's not good. Cause those, those four areas we have to be in balance. And for me personally, mm-hmm. that spiritual side is what came first. Oh yeah, yeah. And for me, that's what like kind of propelled me into the next, mm. the next, the next level and the next level after that, because, you know, we talked about this before is that, that was my uh, foundation, mm. the thing that I stand on today. And when I find myself in trouble, I find myself praying automatically. Boom! Yeah. It doesn't matter where I'm at, what I'm doing. I'll just go right into prayer. Yeah. And you know, um, I guess I could go in and study and and learn all about the 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 educational side of it. Yeah. But. At the end of the day, I'm going to lean on that spiritual side, so that's important to me. Yeah, and to kind of disregard the importance of that mm-hmm. is, I mean, if you're trying to help someone, then I think you got to acknowledge anything and everything about that person, like that individual. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I think like I see both sides too. Like some people are just way too spiritual and they deny any kind of clinical. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, some people are so clinical, they deny any spiritual. So, yeah, that's what you said, the balance. But, yeah. I think you got to find a happy medium. Um, But I'm always kind of one of those ones, like, experience outweighs theory. Mm. Right? Just because scientific explains something doesn't mean that it's a fact. It just means that we studied this with ten different people. Mm-hmm. And nine out of those ten times, it ended up this way, 
So because it ended up that way, this is kind of what we came up with. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I feel like some things that God does, like we err in trying to rationalize yes. his work mm-hmm. um, true, rather true. than acknowledge like, okay. And, and then it's kind of hard too, because you're kind of expecting a, a society that um, is scared to express their spirituality. Yep. True. And then coming, you know, like, like you look at minorities, uh, Native Americans in particular, like we're really kind of emotionally driven people. Yeah. Um, we have our spirituality with us, and, and that's always a huge thing. But if you talk to somebody in mainstream society, it, it kind of there's always this need or this tendency to want to explain things. Yeah. To have an explanation for why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Rather than just accepting, like, hey, there's somebody, there's something that's greater than us, yeah, uh, with with power, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think it, it's hard to, exp- I really hate to use the word expect, but it's hard to expect a society that operates in that way to experience from our perspective. Because sure. there's a lot of things that, like, I know, like, for me, like, I had an out-of-body experience, and I really felt, like, I came to a point where I literally had to choose between life and death. Yep. And when I sincerely made that prayer, like, man, like, that thing popped. Boom. And I went right back to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, to me, that's real, right? Yeah. But to mainstream society, they'd be like, whoa, what made you go out of there? Yeah. Rather than take my story at face value, yeah, they're gonna want to try to put some type of explanation on it. How long were you using? And try to convince that it wasn't a God thing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, versus like, wow, that happened. Like, what happened? Like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and wanting to know that side of the story. It's like it's more like trying to prove that what I'm saying is true, and there's yeah. really no need to do that. True. It happened to me. That's my experience. Yeah. You know, you're learning, you're talking about something that you learned from a book. Yeah. So that's the difference between like head knowledge and then also like, okay, I've been through this before. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. No, I believe that. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I could see like how people hear your story about your out of body, out of body experience and it'll be like, well, what do you think that roof coming out the house meant? Yeah. You know, your daughter crawling on the floor. What does that mean? Yeah. Do you feel like you're crawling in life? <laughs> yeah. You know. But and you know just to kind of piggyback off what you you just said is I don't there are things out there that aren't a coincidence. I, well, uh, I wouldn't say well what I was going to say is that I don't think we're meant to understand them. Yeah. We're not meant to get everything. Like we we I try. Yeah, I don't think we have the mental capacity truly understand yeah yeah like because i mean then that's why they call it faith right yeah to yeah. To, to believe without seeing and to uh, to understand and know that okay this is higher this is above me this is mm-hmm. something else this is my creator rather than okay well a b and c happen yeah so that's why yeah and but then you know sometimes i just have to accept the fact that okay c happened and yeah. whatever you know yeah. there's no explanation I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wasn't meant to understand, I think, some a lot of things. Yeah. The Bible describes God as having mysteries that are unsearchable. Yep. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we do got to accept 
things the way they are. Yep. Because I think sometimes if we knew too, like sometimes I think we would know too much. Yeah. You know? Or maybe we, we wouldn't. I mean, we. I, I, I personally, I think we just couldn't grasp it. Couldn't handle yeah. it, I think. Yeah. No, I've, uh, <clears throat> so I know of two stories, like, of people that I know where they told me, like, they had a friend, they had an aunt, or that, that those were two stories I heard, where they, these people prayed to have their eyes open so they could see angels and demons and stuff, and they got what they prayed for, and now, like, the one guy's... Um, I think it's his uncle or his first one of his cousins, like sits at home in the dark because he doesn't want to see anymore. Because he sees spirits and he sees angels and stuff, and he's like creep the f out, and he just sits at home in the dark. I think that's a definitely a, a gift that really has to be nurtured. Yeah, because if you can see. The scary things, then the opposite could be true, and you can see, yeah, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. angelic beings. Um, I think that's the gift of a seer, yeah, that's really like somebody that can, you know, see see into the spiritual realm, yeah. And then once you see that, you really see the reality, and you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to see what's going on out there, maybe I don't want to see the principalities, yeah, maybe I don't want to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because the spiritual realm is very real, um, yep. and it's also kind of weird. But man, it, it's—I think it's something that we don't understand. So I think we should be grateful that in His grace, He doesn't open up our eyes to that realm. Yep, I'm grateful. <laughs> you know, because that's yeah. a heavy load, bro. Man. Yeah, I don't wish that on anybody, for real. And imagine all the nightmares and stuff, like, bro, like. Yeah. No. Crazy. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, like, I think a lot of, for, for some people, because they don't have that basis, that foundation, that spiritual, I mean, like a true uh, spiritual side of them, I think that's when. It, it's hard for them to accept, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially when you, when things are not, you, you you find yourself not in control. Wow. And having to say, well, I don't get this, so I need to figure it out because then I'll have some sort of sense of control. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but at the same time, like, you know, trying not to, or trying to have that balance, but definitely not disregarding that spiritual side because, yeah, just because you don't understand. Yeah. I think we fear because. the things we don't understand. Yeah. Because you don't understand doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I you mean, know, mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how my phone works, but I know it works. Yeah. Well, I can look. It up. better work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how text messages work, but I get them from you guys all the time. <laughs> no, for real though. But yeah, thank you guys for your feedback and uh, what you provided there. And I think, I. Uh, we could probably dedicate a whole episode to this topic, which yeah. we probably can here down the road. I think we will. Yeah, yeah. Coming. Um, coming. But yeah, that's my speak on it. So, DJ, why don't you hit me with that B? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. Damn it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. 
speak on it. I uh, gotta be honest, I was, didn't do my homework. I was supposed to talk about the one last um, area. Universe? Yeah, remember. <laughs> but but I forgot which one it was. So, but anyway, earlier today I was sitting here and I was thinking about some stuff, and and I guess it really has to do with grief. Mm. And um, you know, I recently lost my sister, um, and and then on top of that, like our family has suffered a lot of loss, and like six months we lost four of our family members and it was just one right after the other and i was thinking you know man it i gotta be honest too it it, it really kind of it shook my faith yep like i mean because because i said i remember i remember sitting there thinking why are we all sitting around praying and then you know and then this is me talking to god i guess yeah why are we sitting around here praying and you're just gonna do what you're gonna do anyway you know, mm. and, and I was angry. I yep. was, I was, I was upset. You know, why does this keep happening? Why do we keep praying? Why do we do this? And why do we do that? And if you're just going to, you know, do what you do. And I said, does it, you know, and I was saying things like, you know, questioning, like, does it, does it even matter? Mm. Does it matter what I pray for? Does it matter what I petition for? Does it matter what's in my heart? You know, what we want? And it's funny that you, what you brought up mm. just now and how we kind of started talking into that, you know, having that faith and, and not understanding, like not understanding what it is that's higher than me. And, and I, I, I got back to that. I got back to that whole basis of, okay, well, maybe, maybe there are, there, there are things in play that I don't know about. There are things that, happen for reasons that I'll never understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe when I go before the creator and I have the opportunity, I, maybe I can ask, maybe not. I'll never know. I don't know. But I do know that if I don't deal, if I didn't deal with that grief in, in, in a positive way, that it would manifest and, and, and eat at me and turn into something that I didn't like. Because I know I didn't like questioning that faith, but it just, it was there. And I I had to, and that's why I'm speaking about it now. Like after maybe about more than a month later, um, I have to, I have to get it off my chest because if I don't, and I'm sitting there by myself going through all these things in, in, in in an unhealthy way, I know from my past that dealing with issues like that in such a manner is it, it just leads down to just destruction, destruction and, and pain and misery. And um, so I think part of what I have to deal with lately is like acceptance. Mm. And that's hard that because I keep thinking, you know, oh, I can just shoot a text real quick. Or I wonder what, you know, wonder if she's coming to town or, or something like that. And, and then I, then it, then I realize, oh man, that that's not going to happen. Mm. And then I, and it's, it, the weird thing about it is, is that during that time I made myself so busy. I just kept myself so busy and I just didn't feel like crying. 
Um, yeah. Not that I was holding back or anything. I just didn't feel it. And then now, like, I can be sitting in there by myself watching TV at night and and not feel, I mean, I feel sad and I yeah. feel bad, but I don't really cry. And then there'll be times when I'll be walking through Walmart looking for milk and bread and tears will just start coming down my eyes. Yep. In public places. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Or like, what is this? Yeah. Like, just the weirdest, most random places. And I and I caught myself doing that the, about a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. Um, but I think at the end of the day, for me, it was just you know, it was just part of that process. Everybody's process is different. Yep. But to deny it, I think is 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 would be detrimental to me, and to say, oh, it, you know, um, minimize it or try to rationalize it or use a clinical. Mm-hmm. Diagnoses for it, um, trying to intellectualize it, I guess you would say. Uh, that to me just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, brushes it under the rug for now. But if I go at it head on and say, okay, right, you know what? I'm walking through Walmart. I feel like crying. I'm going to cry. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, even if I have to run out to the parking lot real quick, if I'm sitting at my and uh, in my spot at night looking at old pictures and reminiscing about memories and stuff and I don't feel like crying then so be that too yeah but um yeah I just been thinking about that a lot and I guess part of for me what this this whole podcasting is is try to share my experience because maybe somebody might be going through the same thing or has been going through the same thing mhm um I mean I know we all have but, like, just to, it does two things. Number one, it helps me, and hopefully it will help somebody else. And, you know, if you guys got any feedback, thoughts, anything about that. Yeah. Um, so, it just reminded me of, like, when my uncle passed. I knew it was sad. It was a sad thing. It was very sad. And But I hardly shed any tears. Um <clears throat> Until a year later, um, on his birthday, because our birthdays are like a week apart, and I always called him, and then he always called me, no matter where we're at in life. Um, <clears throat> and it was his birthday, and I woke up, and I knew it was his birthday, and like the thought, like what you said, I was like, oh, I'll call him, wish him happy birthday. I was like, oh, yeah, he's gone, man. Just bawled my eyes out. Like, didn't even cry like that at the funeral the whole time. But on his birthday, like over a year later, man, just bawled my eyes out. And I was like, ugly cry. So, yeah, the grief process is way different. Um, When my dad passed cried definitely sad occasion but i didn't i never did that ugly cry i wasn't trying to hold back or anything yeah um but on his birthday this past year man i sat there at his grave and like freaking ugly cried for like an hour just like snots and almost puked (laughs) yeah you know um but then i felt better more at peace and 
moving more towards acceptance. Because uh, I, I definitely grief is a process, man. Yeah, no, I think it just kind of reminds me of reminds me of something that somebody said to me before. It's like a week after my sister got shot in Oasis, and this person that I looked up to was like, "Oh man, you need to get over that." Huh. I was like, "Dude, like," and they didn't mean it in like a. <clears throat> a dickhead way yes and no it was more like we need you here and you need to be like oh producing right like a bad pep talk yeah kind of like a well you need to you know you need to deal with that or whatever but you also need to start producing kind of like or keep producing yeah um and you know and i'm like man you know what that's the difference between me and you i'm like your people, they don't grieve. They just go. We yeah. we grieve. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a time and a place, right? Like, and I and you're absolutely right. I think everybody's grief process is different. And I remember also like I was thinking about a time when one of the darkest moments of my life, and it was it was weird because I would never like I could never cry privately, mm. but it would be like when I was talking to somebody and sharing my journey. Mm. And then, man, the, the, like, the floodgates would open. And I remember being like, man, like, what the heck was, like, I was so broken, like, I couldn't regulate my emotions, you know? Yeah. But, and it would always hit me in the oddest times and oddest places, and it always seemed to be around people. Like, I was never looking for sympathy or anything, but it would be like, man, I'm going through, like, I'm going to cry, like, you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. meaning to make anybody else uncomfortable, but, but I think... Grief is something that's weird, bro. Like, for everybody, it's different, but it's definitely a process, and it's weird because it comes at the most uncomfortable times. Yeah. You know? It's like being in a room full. Maybe it happens at work. Maybe it happens at, like you said, in Walmart or, you know, somewhere public like that or you know, could be driving down the road and, and we really can't put a stamp on it, but I would just encourage anybody that's going through the process of grief to feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's going to, like, I've been through, man, and, and this is not something like I say with, with pride. It's like, it's actually hurt. Like, I've been a pallbearer 10 times, man. Like, mm-hmm. and most of them are gone, like, from drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I think like I've got to the point where I was like so numb that I didn't allow myself to grieve. Mm. And in my, uh, in therapy, like I remember like the third or fourth meeting, like, man, I grieved some things that happened like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Like I literally like broke down and cried Mm -hmm. because it hit me. I'm like, man, like all this time, like I blame myself for the outcome of a situation. But at the end of the day, like, all I could handle was me. And and because of that, like, there was this underlying factor of me feeling like a failure. Mm. And when I cried, like, I cried, but it was a cleansing cry. Like, I felt better. I knew that God had healed me in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes the grief process can take years, but I feel like you have to, like, I commend you as you, not only, like, your co-host, but your bro, like a friend of yours. Like, to feel 
whatever it is you're going through, you know, because we're not doing ourselves a service when we stuff it. And I'm not saying, oh, cry right now. Like, no, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like, bro, like, if you're happy, man, feel that happiness. Like, remember those good times. Remember the happy times. But also, man, like, remember those times, like, like where you just missed a person. Oh, yeah. And you're like, man, like, right now, I'd be able to count on you. Um, Or maybe right now, I just want to share a laugh. And you're not there, and it hurts. Mm. But feeling that, like, you know what I mean? Like, right now, I'm hurt. It hurts. And, and I wish you were here. Um, but being honest in your emotions and, and, and that would be my only advice. It's like, I'm not some expert on grief or nothing, but I, like I said, man, I've been like a pulver 10 times and, and it, it sucks. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think, you know, in, in that whole process too, like you brought up a good point because there are times when I, I, I laugh because there, and there is way more good times than there was bad. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and you just, you just laugh. Yeah. Um, that's part of it. I don't think they're like, I don't like, you know, they, they say stages of grief, but, and I get that. I mean, I, I've experienced them, but they don't come all in the order and all at once or, you no. know, all that. I don't think there's rules to this process. Yeah. Hmm. And I think to hold ourselves to that is, is it's, it's not good for us. And also to kind of reiterate the fact that to deny it. Like, okay, well, oh, I'm in Walmart. I can't be crying around. Man. No, yeah, yeah. man. I think it's important to feel what you feel when you're feeling it. Yeah. Because that is the process. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot something in my car. I'll be right back. Yeah. You know? And, and, and to, yeah, I mean, like, uh, that's, because, like, that anger is where that, that, um, well, that sadness manifested in anger for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. And when I started, you know, oh, uh, we're, we're just going to do whatever we're going to do. And, you know, why are we even praying, blah, blah, Yeah. But that's not me. That's not who I am today, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys have heard my story over and over. And you know, like, how we all we all have similar walks on a day-to-day basis. And part of that is that spirituality. So you know that's not me. Um, But I think, oh, I don't know, maybe it was necessary to get that out. Mm-hmm. Rather than hold it back, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I think, and, and you know, just let it go. Like you know, like uh, you're always talking about journaling. You know, that's one way to get something down and let it go. It's not like I ho- I hold on to that thought. Well, it's not like I you know, oh, to heck with God and all this, and I'm gonna be an atheist and I don't believe in. No, it's not like that. I think it's just part of it yeah. for me, and and. I have to acknowledge that, but then at the same time, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier is like, there are things that I don't understand. There are things that I don't know the reason for, and that's part of my, part of faith. Yeah. Um, But I don't want to ever deny that because I know the outcome, what the outcome of that will be. For sure. But I feel like that having that relationship, right, with your creator, I think... Where a lot of natives, like we say, oh, I'm not supposed to question, and I'm not. But that's religion, versus like having a relationship and be like, well, God, tell me why it didn't happen this way. Like yeah. our Creator is like gracious in, in that aspect where we can approach Him and be like, hey, man, this is how I'm feeling, because there's instances in the Bible where David like went out and screamed, 
mm-hmm. and cried and shouted and and even myself like not that I'm like some biblical character or anything but <laughs> I get to a way you know like I, was, I I went from David to like talking about like right personal but there's times in my relationship where I'm like God like why did this happen yeah, like yeah. why like like True. man you have to tell me like because I don't know like and you know like, and the answer will come like and it's you know that's the strength of a relationship is mm-hmm. because you get to, that's part of being intimate. If you think about it, like our natural relationships, right? We're not close to everybody, but the ones that we are close to, like we build that bond and that trust. And that's the type of relationship our creator wants to have with us. That's how intimate, like to know you, like the word no, like I know you say it like uh, um, funny like being funny like about oh no you biblically oh yeah but when you when you know something that's really like the word no in the original Hebrew is to know intimately as a man knows his wife mm. and in that aspect when you think about it like when two flesh become one like you know your spouse inside and out every imperfection every you know what I mean Mm-hmm. like you know them like to the point of like you just look at each other and you know what they're saying by the look but that's the type of relationship that our creator desires to have with each one of us mm. and i don't think like anything is is wrong and like you know like natives are like cuckoo too like we get over spiritual oh don't question it <laughs> you're not supposed to question <laughs> yeah, I yeah, see yeah. it on Facebook and stuff all the time too, and you cuckoo. know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. I know I'm not supposed to question, but cuckoo Indian. And it's like, do you even have a relationship with your Creator or not? Yeah. Like, you know, and you think about relationship. God uses the natural to to really explain, like to to explain the supernatural a lot of times. And a lot of times, God will speak to us in things that we understand mm. that only He would know. Right? Like, like for me, like. It's sometimes like the way I feel. Like sometimes I'll feel a certain way and be like, God, that's kind of weird. I don't remember feeling like that. And it's like, okay, like it's a something for somebody else. Mm. Is that you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I think that's just and, and sorry to take this that way, but I'm saying like don't shy away from that questioning. Yeah. You know, yeah, because true, true. the Bible, the the like this is what the word of God says. Like God, like to 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 those who diligently seek him. Mm. like that's a part of knowing your creator bro like you can like he's so like man he has all these different aspects and the bible says that the mysteries are unsearchable but it also gets to a point of like hey man like man we were doing this part this past season but now i want to show you like who i am i, I want to show you that even in your darkest times you can lean on me you can trust in me mm. you can trust that i'm walking with you I know, I know you're you're hurt, and I know you feel pain. But one of my names is Comforter. One of my names is Healer. You know what I mean? And I, I want to show you. I want to expose that side to you. Mm. But are you willing to diligently seek me in this time? Mm. Because all of us are as close to God as we want to be, or as far from God as we want to be. Mm. It's really, you know, mm. it's up to us. Like, how much do you want to know God? Do you want to be totally consumed or do you just want your pinky toe in the water? You know? And that's like the power of having a relationship with your creator. Like that's a part of like fasting, bro. Like to, mm-hmm. to really crucify our flesh 
so that we're more close, so that we're 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 it, we have less things creating obstacles in our relationship with our Creator. Mm. It's to crucify that flesh and be like, man, my spirit man is the one that's hungry. My spirit man is the one that's thirsty. Mm-hmm. I want to know your voice. I want to know who you are. I want to know, like, God, I feel hurt, but I trust that you love me enough that you're going to comfort me in this time. God, I, I feel chaos, and, and, and I feel like tearing my hair out, but I feel like you're going to bring me peace in this time. Like, I should be going crazy right now, but right now I feel peace. Yeah. <laughs> like that, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an aspect of God that we, you know, got to keep our eyes out for, if you will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you for that feedback. Um, yeah, it's just a process and to let it be what it is. Yes, sir. It's the most important thing. Don't yes. deny it. Yep. And that, that's the worst thing you can do. Yep. Because it'll yeah. come out in unhealthy ways. Mm. And he ain't even trying to preach. <laughs> 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 that's funny man like i don't know i was thinking about like the speak on and uh go oh speak on <laughs> speak on it bro <laughs> i'm sorry okay. it, bro speak on it speak on it speak on it I'm going to start my speak on it a little early. I was thinking about, uh, like, what to do all day because I saw the text. and But, man, today was, like, one of them days where it's just, like, bam, 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 mm. bam. And then it's, like, none of it was going the way that I wanted to. And then it kind of got to the point, like, at the end of the day where I'm, like, man, if I had hair, I'd. The lady, actually, when I picked <laughs> up my drink, I told her, she's, like, man, it's one of them days. And, and she's, like, how's your day, though? And I'm, like, I was, like. Man, if I had long hair, I'd be pulling it out right now. She goes, oh, my God, me too. Because, dog, I was trying to fill up gas, too, before I came over here. Uh-huh. And holiday, first of all, the 89 didn't work. And then I went to the mid-grade, and then it only pumped like it. So I put the pumper on, left yeah. it on, let it pump, and then went in the store, and I came out, and it wouldn't go past a dollar, <laughs> like a dollar 40-something. What the heck? And then I tried to, like, pump it again, and, but then the people across from me were having the same problem. Hmm. Um, but I think for me, I just kind of, like, wanted to use this a little bit as a vent session. It, it's just, like, because lately I've had a few different experiences in the past, I would say, two months where we have, you know, two different things that going through, but, like, a person comes in and wants to fix a situation that isn't even broken. Mm-hmm. And in trying to fix a situation that's not even broken is trying to make things more comfortable for themselves versus like falling into the into line into how things have been and and, and I get it like we're in fall and, and things change and you know there's different seasons in every relationship that we're in but I think it's important for us to step back and realize like hey man am I just power tripping? Or am I really doing this for the benefit of everybody involved and really revealing our true motives 
not only like to others, but ourselves. Like, hey, why am I really doing this? Um, because when we make decisions hastily and, and just try to do things in power trips, we can end up ruining a good thing. Um, and hurting people who probably, you know, wouldn't be in this position otherwise. And I think for me, like, it aggravates me a little more because I'm close to both of these situations, and it's like, man, like, how do you operate? Um, Obviously, you get the spirituality part down, pray, you know, do all those things, but then at the end of the day, it's like, man, like, this is still happening. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And that's the frustrating part is like, yo, like you wouldn't even be here had things didn't happen that way. But now that you are here, now you want to switch things up. But at the expense of these ones that are hurting, mm. like you and I aren't going to be hurt. It's going to be the 30 plus individuals that are going to be hurt. Yeah. Over something that could be Settled through an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. Over a money grab. Yeah. Man. Over a financial grab, and it's like, what are we really in this thing for? Nope. You know, and, and I'm not talking about work. Um, I'm not talking about anything, but it, I'm talking about something that's there to benefit the community. And I think, man, at this point, it's like, yo, like, man, it sucks to be in this position. Yeah, it is, and it's, and I've been in those situations, and um, anytime when I've like been faced with something that's very difficult, and I always find comfort, and it always hits me, you know, after I pray about the situation, asking for, you know, about it is will to be done, then it always hits me usually in that time frame after I pray or during praying is that I only have control of my own actions. Um, so what can I do? Like what things can I do to either make the situation better or make it not so bad, you know, or sometimes my only option isn't like not to do anything. Cause if I do anything, it's just going to make it worse, you know? Um, so just kind of re kind of cause in the past, with the situations like that, man, I go dive right into that situation and start huffing and puffing and causing a scene. And um, so I really try to be like, sit back and like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And that that's where my prayers start going. Like, you know, about this, show me what I can do to make this situation better. Or what are you trying to show us? You know, open that door for something better. Cause that could be the situation too. Yeah. You know, this door is closing and it's hurtful. It's spiteful, but we, sometimes we get so fixated on that. We don't see this other door opening up, you know, uh, I know I've done, I, man, that's my MO. <laughs> you know, I get so fixated on what's happening right now. Like, I don't, I start falling out of that, leaning on a butted deer, you know, and um, start trying to lean on my own understanding. Second time I heard that verse today, 
Um, and and I'm like you, bro. Like I want to respond like in the flesh, but I know like it's not gonna end up good. Like I want to tell you how I really feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you catch a case. Yeah, like. But I also know that's not the way to handle this, right? Yeah. I think at the at the end of the day, what hurts me is knowing that, you know, some people are gonna be hurt. Yeah. And there's there's things we can do about it. But it's also just like when. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really comes down to a person's ego being so big and wanting to micromanage a situation and overstepping their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Man, that. Some people are just holes. And that's really, you know, what I want to say. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, like, <clears throat> I'll say, I, you know, I'll say it for you. I, I'm, I'm not above that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, but you do bring up a really good point in the fact that you, you, you're, you're wise enough to step back and say, okay, where's my part in this? What can I do? I know if I do this react, then it's never going to turn out good. So, I mean, that takes a lot of, I mean, it takes a lot of strength, a lot of patience, a lot of, um, even empathy, for that matter, and yeah. and and then you know, getting outside yourself and saying, okay, it would make me, it would make my pride feel a lot better if I went out and lashed out at these people, this person, whoever the whatever the case may be, but it would hurt others maybe in the long run. You may, may might make things worse for these other people that I'm thinking about because it's not just me, right? Yeah. And so to be able to see that and to acknowledge that is is like a huge step for like you know for people like us, yeah. for, you know. Because that's like you both said it already, and I gotta be completely in agreement with that. Because I was, I was always, you know, I'm gonna react first. Yeah, I'm gonna say something stupid, say something that I hopefully will hurt that person, and then, oh yeah, then my pride takes a boost, and then now I feel a little bit better about myself. But Mm -hmm. I made the situation worse. Um, um, but you know, like, you know, we we already talked about it over and over just this evening. Is to step back and like how he's uh, Josiah said, you know, pray about it and then and, and ask for Creator's will, and then I don't know. I mean, you, to use a cliche to be that bigger person, say, you know what, you can be petty, you can be, you know, um, greedy, you can, you know, you, you can use all any number of terms that you want. You can say you can do all those things that are negative, but I. I'm going to look for a positive solution. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you just got to cut the cancer. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, why why bring that into your your aura, I guess, mm-hmm. into your, uh, your your peaceful space? Yeah. Because if, if there's anything that I learned from you is that, you know, to protect your peace. And I really don't think you need that. I mean, you and, and the people that you are fighting for i guess uh you don't need that yeah um mm. and who knows you like maybe it's for the best maybe something you know something over the horizon is a thousand times better and that's what we've talked about is is kind of like you know we've all sat and talked and, and discussed but the thing that gets me is this person will not have a conversation but resorts to like notes <laughs> And see, that's that to me. That's like, like you know what I mean. That's, like, that's and then it, and it really is. It's petty. It really goes down to pettiness because this person's ego is in wanting to control. 
Yeah. And you can own something without controlling that interest because you're not an expert in that, what you own. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you can own something, but just because you own something doesn't make you an expert in that field. Yep. It's like you can own a car, but maybe you don't know how to yeah, fix it. Yeah, but you still got to take it to the mechanic, yeah. bro. Like the mechan- Those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. So and so and I feel if, like that's the thing. That's what's happening here is like, hey, I'm the owner and I'm the boss. And so this is how you're going to fix it. Yeah. This is what you're going to do to make it run right. But yeah. at the same time, it's like a, a, a smart person, intelligent person, a wise person will say, you know what? I don't know enough about this. And these guys are doing a good job doing what they're doing. Maybe mm-hmm. I should just yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Take my take my thing that I own and make it better. Yeah. Rather yeah. than saying, oh, well, I own it, so I get to say. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that just really comes down to you're going to have to cut out the cancer. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> um, yeah, just starting to look for a new venue because I think literally and figuratively the writing is on the wall. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I think I, that's I, the hard, that's the hard part is because there are certain things coming up about. Three at least. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you need that stability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right now it's like, it's not stable. I think that's probably one of the scariest things too, is the fact that, you know, that uncertainty. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't, again, there's one of those things that we don't deal with very well. Yeah. It's that uncertainty. and But I think, you know, just listening to you and, and it's good. I mean, this is part of it, right? You know, we get to we get to come on here and rant a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's it's good though because uh, I mean, I heard a lot of positive things come from that. Yeah, just just listening to you talk, like you know, I already said it. I won't say it again, but um, yeah, I really like these speak on it sometimes because it just gives bleh. you can just, just bleh. get rid of that. Yeah. And just I let it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, <laughs> I think it's important for <laughs> you guys ever stand over dirty like that, <laughs> and it won't come. <laughs> yeah, Yuck, yeah. Why do I keep saying dumb stuff tonight, bro? <laughs> what did I What'd say you have here? For dinner? <laughs> oh, uh, Making it hard. <laughs> uh, I <don't> <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> but it's important for our listeners to know that if you need to get something off your chest, find a safe spot to do it and do yes. it. Yes. It's, oh yeah, definitely. Just purge that stuff, man. You don't need that BS in your in your. Peace. I think yeah. I think that's the thing though. Is like it, it's starting to disturb the peace, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also it's like okay, like yeah, you need to step back, just step back and, and chill and, and let things settle. And yeah, just like yeah, just to echo what these guys are saying is like that was the whole like I guess premise for a speak on it. It's just for something that just like we're kind of riled up about, let it out, uh, a safe space to express yourself. And we mentioned journaling, we mentioned praying. Um, some people use art, yeah. Um, some people use crafts. You know that. Can just you just letting those crafts? letting those things go. I want to um, make a diss track. Yeah, make a diss track. Some people use golf. Yeah, just oh, don't put it on Facebook. Just sign off on Facebook for a month. Yeah. Dog, I do that from time to time. And I also delete people that aren't active. 
What do they call it? Facebook jail? You put yourself in Facebook jail? Yeah. That's a that's another rant of mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got the creeps. Don't the creepers. <laughs> yeah, like those ones that don't like ever post anything. Post anything, but then they're always like telling you like oh, they I know saw what's that. up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw you do this thing like like how come you didn't ha ha then? Yeah. <laughs> or, or else those people that add you and then they don't like I don't know, this is like yeah. So, so basically, they, they just want to come in the room and observe. Uh, yeah, they just like, so you know. Style. Like another thing, like, yeah, like there was a certain person that I just re-added. Cause she, like, yeah, she like, <laughs> sent a, yeah, she, she sent a friend request. And it, and I'm like, and we're, me and this other lady were, uh, me and this lady were posting like the same thing, right? Like, same thing. So I saw this person on hers and then wouldn't even like touch mine. And I'm like. What's up? What's the deal? <laughs> like I posted and, mine first. No, like <laughs> yeah. it's not like that. It's just like, hey, like I know you. Like you know, like why? Why did you even come on here? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a little too much stock going into them. Facebook. <laughs> I know, bro. It bothers me though. For me, I overthink that, bro. <laughs> That's why I think my Facebook is down to like 200 people or something, man. I, Shoot, I know mine's all the way up, way up. That's why I made a new one. I just keep, I just add whoever. <laughs> just a little Facebook get about. Yeah, I delete yeah. multiple face. I like mine's that. are like, I just add people. I don't even know because I figure it's because of this. Yeah, like they've kind of Facebook stalk us and send us. Oh, wait, these guys are funny. I'm gonna add them. I think when the time is right, I want to make like a public page. Yeah, like for, you know, for put recipes. Yeah, <laughs> but I think like for now, like Randy's famous boom. <laughs> like I want to keep my page small. The hot dog recipe. Because if we're really thinking about it, and I, if I only Still have two hundred friends and like fifty people respond to mine, then a quarter of my friends responded. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you run the numbers, yeah, if you're into numbers, it seems yeah. like a lot of work. <laughs> No, that just shows you I spend too much time on Facebook, so. I know. I need to. Yeah, I've been actively taking breaks. I'm just, like, not even trying to pick it up at work. I was gone for a month. I didn't even notice. I was kidding. <laughs> and it was peaceful. <laughs> you know what was crazy? Like, I was peaceful. Oh, uh, yeah. You weren't, like, constantly checking it and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. We're not drinking that no more, remember? It's like smoke signals. You're not checking your Facebook no more, remember? Remember? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's been episode 103. That was uh, Facebook episode. So, 103. 103. 103. So next one is 104. That will be officially 50, 104 that's weeks. Two year. Two-year two mark. Why do I keep thinking there's 56 Two dog years, Kodak. Which is crazy because that's going to be the 27th. How does that happen? What's that? What? If we started on November 6th, why wouldn't two years be on November 6th? It was a leap year. Because it was a leap year. <laughs> Don't lie. It was, lie. though, but. No, but we started after the February. Huh? huh? <laughs> no, we started after <laughs> Halloween, the remember? November 6th. Yeah. So what? Well, I believe you, but. So it's like a whole week before, huh? Because next Thursday is what, the 27th? Yeah. Huh. Lost a week. Uh, so we lost a week within, we lost seven days and. And then the 105 is not even up to November 6th. Yeah, it's like freaking. 
So it'll be like the third. Are we going two years? Are we going two years on the day or two years based on the weeks? Probably the weeks. Last year we had like a. Well, November sixth is a Sunday. Bring that up. I will make sure he hits record before we start jabbing. Jibba jab. I wasn't even talking to Why did you guys have to bring that up? I know. I always discuss it around. November 6th, we'll have a special two-year episode. How about? Yeah. Let's let's do it on the day. That is November 6th. Because then, like, what happens if two years from now, then we try to, oh, yeah, it's been, what, 208 weeks? And then it's, like, freaking September. Yeah. So like you're telling us to plan this for one week from now? Well, it's either way it's going to be. No. November 6th. November we'll, just 6th. Do a, we'll just do a special episode. Two-year yeah. episode. Two-year episode. We Between should invite a couple guests. All former guests are we invited. <laughs> we should invite a couple like. Like a crew Yeah, we'll just here. small something. Something like just small all, in here. Yeah. Yeah, just in here. We'll just have some cake or something. I love oh, cake. I'm talking like invite a few guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our previous guests. Yeah. I know Uncle Yakovich wants to come on again. So if you were a previous guest, then yes, you are invited. Hit us up. And we'd also like to hear from a few new guests, too. I know some of you out there have been itching to tell your story on unspoken words. Yes. Yeah. And we still got $50. Do we have $50 for a Lulu? Yeah. We still have $50. For a Lulu. A Lulu. Oh, and we are going to be... Emceeing and judging a masquerade clown dance November 1st at MSU Billings. So if you're in the Billings, Montana area, come on down to MSU Billings, Altura, which gym at 6 p.m. Big prizes. Big prizes for the adult categories on the clown dance. First place is $1,000. Second place is $700. Mm. Third place is $500. Dollars. Mm. Oh, that's a lot of hundred dollars for the eighteen and older category, which is, in my experience, has been the funniest category. The younger categories, meh. They're all right. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah. They're in training. They're in training. Don't talk about them. They're not at Jedi level. Golden yet. age clown dentist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's episode 103. Thank 103. You. 103. Thank you for being Keep a part spreading of this. unspoken words, gospel Billy Graham style, out there all over Flat Earth. Our unspoken that. words, disciples. Uh-huh. Hey, Shinnick. <laughs> What's up, Holler at your boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, aka Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs, Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>